CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Health Hour. I'm Dr. Jonathan Witt. I am back from Nigeria. I made it. Uh, I'm as surprised as you are. Uh, very, very interesting place. Uh, no rules whatsoever. None. Uh, which must be why the Nigerians like Hilbra so much. Uh, and uh, back, uh, back, back in studio. Thanks so much to uh, Dr. Adam Hirschman. Took the show for me last week. Uh, the producers are now permanently scarred. Um, they basically uh, worry about his mental health. Um, but other than that, uh, was a great show. If you haven't heard it, download the podcast discussing all about the emergency services. And uh, big thanks to to him for covering that for me. So uh, this week. We're going to be talking about medical aids and hospital plans. And, uh, yeah, it's a bugbear for a lot of people because, uh, well, insurance is a grudge purchase, isn't it? We not, no one really likes it. Uh, no one likes spending their hard-earned money on uh, something that they can't see any value in. Uh, we'll discuss that because I, I think I get to see the value often, uh, but uh, you might not. And uh, we've got a, a broker in studio with us who's going to be discussing all the differences between the different medical aids, hospital plans, and answering any questions you have. Uh, obviously, you can catch me on Twitter at Jonathan underscore Witt. You can uh, catch the Cliff Central account at cliffcentral.com. And uh, on WeChat, the Cliff Central ID is Cliff Central, obviously. Call us on 0861-555-189, 0861-555-189, anything you want to ask. And during the show, you're welcome to ask us any of your medical problems, Whatever's bugging you, itching you, <laughs> scratching you, and uh, I'll do my best to answer it. Okay, so Diane, Diane Silva is our guest, and uh, she uh, sells insurance for a living. So basically, you get estate agent, lawyers, and then Diane, <laughs> um, oh, and then and, and and above all of that is shock shit. Um, so uh, Diane, welcome to studio. Thank you for joining us. Well, after that, thank you very much. Okay, and, and how is the insurance business? Exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Just 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 uh, just a little bit of Formula One pace. Yeah, I might need to control my enthusiasm at this um, juncture right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are in the business of selling short-term insurance. Yeah, so um, my business con- um, sells short-term insurance, which is cars, houses. We also deal with commercial. And my personal favorite is medical aid and medical hospital schemes. Okay, so we'll leave the cars and, and, and the uh, the buildings out of it. Uh, we, any Brazilian listeners, uh, you know, they can obviously get hold of you off the show for that stuff. If there's there rioting is cover going for that, on yes. and they need uh, some of that. But uh, let's let's talk about um, medical insurance. It's a it's quite a broad topic. It's quite a broad uh, area. And uh, let's discuss first up. In South Africa, you kind of need to have medical insurance. Without doubt. Uh, m- my opinion. I mean, I, I've, I've obviously worked in uh, both the public and private sector, and uh, I've said it before many times. Unfortunately, just from a resource perspective and often more from a management perspective, not necessarily the doctors or the nursing staff, but uh, certainly from the perspective of, of resources and what's available, the private sector just offers much better care. Sure, of course. And um, the medical aids, as much as people hate them, because trust me, the moment I say I'm an insurance broker, they're like, oh, so what do you specialize in? And I say, well, I deal with medical aid. They want to lynch me. So even though the medical aids do seem expensive, they are an imperative part of our lives. 
um, if you aren't if you don't want to wait two weeks for an operation where you've broken your leg, like a friend of mine the other day, um, medical aid is the way to go. Sure. So um, that that brings up the question: if I'm now looking and and I decide, all right, I can afford it, because the the reality is that that most people in the country probably can't afford any kind of medical insurance. Uh, you're pulling a face, so you'll tell us why <laughs> why you disagree now. Um, but uh, certainly the perception is that it's a it's an expensive purchase, uh, and that if you aren't earning relatively decent money, you're going to battle to afford it. So let's start off with uh, firstly the difference between say a hospital plan and a medical aid. Okay, so there's a couple of things that we need to talk about right now, and that's the fact that hospital plans and medical aids have evolved in the past few years, and basically there is one market leader in the in the South African arena. Are you say so the D speak. word? No, I'm not going to say the D word because I don't think I should endorse anybody at the moment. Um, okay. So the D word. But basically what they've done is they've changed the way South Africa looks at medical aid. So a hospital plan is initially um, something that you have as like an insurance policy. You go when there is an emergency or a planned procedure and you have just the hospital care. Nowadays, a medical aid is medical aid and medical savings and all the freely added benefits on top of that. So if I've got a hospital plan, essentially, if I go to the doctor, they don't pay, right? Yeah. So if you go to the doctor, just say you've got a bit of flu, you want to go and make sure that you, I don't know, don't have bronchitis and you want to get some antibiotics, they do not pay for that. It's purely for in-hospital admissions. Right. So I get put into hospital and uh, they'll pay for that. But but then just uh, let's go down this road. If I'm not put into hospital, my hospital plan, in theory, is going to pay for it. Are there limitations? Because uh, if I get put into hospital for a bit of pneumonia for three days, they'll probably cover that. But now I'm thinking, what happens if I get put into hospital for some dreaded disease, cancer, or or some uh, severe operation keeps me in ICU for three months? Sure. So this is where you need to be very selective of what you choose to take out. There are very many options of medical aids, medical plans, hospital plans. And if you have the correct advice, you won't get bitten by that bug. So in theory, if you've been advised correctly, as long as you need to be in hospital and you're not in hospital because you're A, avoiding work, or B, have a sore back, or C, just, you know, don't want to pay for tests, then you should be covered. As long as it's deemed necessary for you to be in the hospital and you have received authorization, um, it should be covered. Okay, so in theory, it should be covered, but there are problems. Okay, so there are always limitations to things, right? In order for the thing that we need to remember, and this is something that people struggle with when they come to medical aid, because unfortunately, medical aid, and you see it obviously in the medical world, mm. people's health is very, very important and very, very personal to them. Yeah. So the moment something happens when you feel that you need to be in hospital, emotions run high. Okay. So there are limitations in certain things. So, for example, um, how medical schemes work. Um, the government has outlined areas that medical schemes need to cover and things that people need to be paid for. Okay. And they work out a formulary, right? All right. And with that formulary, they put in limitations, and the schemes can choose whether to fund more on that limitation or less. And we need to remember that, Hospital care at the moment is super, super expensive, as mm-hmm. you know, biological drugs and all that jazz. So what the schemes have done in order to be solvent and be able to fund everybody is they do put limitations in place. Okay, so an example? So, for example, cancer drugs. 
which is a big bugbear with medical aids um, and biological drugs. Depending on what plans you're on, there are certain certain cash um, limitations that you can spend. So I think it's like – so, for example, if you have a cancer treatment Mm – you can claim up to 500,000 rand for biological drugs. Okay. Anything over and above that, depending on what plans you're on, you either need to pay a co-payment or you have to fund it. Okay. So I think uh, important to say as well is uh, when you are going out to research these things, so 500,000 rand might sound like a lot of money, yeah. uh, but some of these drugs uh, can easily, easily, easily cost in the region of uh, thirty to 40,000 rand a month, sometimes even 80,000 sure. rand a month sure. per drug. So if you on that drug for a year, you could you could in theory spend almost a million rand easily. just on one drug. Easily, and one hospital admission could easily be four to five million rand. Um, there was a story the other day about a gentleman who went in for a knee operation. He went in for a knee replacement. He'd never had surgery before. They put him on the table, and he had a clotting disorder. Yeah. And he just bled and bled and bled, and there was nothing they could do. And the scheme. So, for example, a knee operation will probably cost your medical aid between 60 and 75,000 rand, depending on how long you're and, in. And the medical aides are actually negotiating with the hospitals and sure. negotiating with the doctors. So the medical aides are a business, yes, and they're trying to get deals. So if you went, <laughs> if you went, you know, but it's exactly like if you want to book a holiday. If you go and ask the hotel and the airline how much, or if you go get a package, uh, much cheaper. So they're, they're, they're obviously sure. trying to maximize their profit because they sure. have to stay in business. Sure. All right, so so the knee replacement probably cost them about, you say, in the region of 70,000 rand, do yeah. you reckon? for about uh, two days in hospital, all the physio, all the drugs, everything, okay. the anesthetist, et cetera. Because of his complication, his actual operation cost in the region of um, 12.5 million rand because he had to have a whole lot of drugs, and he was actually in hospital for two months because they just couldn't fix his clotting. So... What happened? Sorry, everybody's smiling and looking at me. I've got weird. a call, but uh, it's from our, one of our regulars. So carry on, okay. carry, carry on telling me the story um, and we'll take the call so just now. So Discovery di- – oh, sorry, it wasn't Discovery actually. The medical aid did cover the entire bill. Yeah. So if there are complications, there are always ways that they will cover. All right. Okay. Now, do you have to have someone to fight for you? <laughs> so this is where the broker comes in. Everybody thinks, oh, the broker's the dog. But actually, you know, we only get 52 rand out of your policy a month. And everybody who does have a medical aid at the moment is paying someone, okay. whether you get the service or not. So so, the, so hold on. The, the main thing here is that uh, as a broker, you probably find guys who go around trying to sign up as many people as possible. Because in theory, if I can sign up 10 people, I make 500 rand a month, 100 people, 5,000, and so on and so forth. Sure. So the more people you got in your books, the better for you. Yes. But that probably leads to some service issues. Of course. So I'm so everybody works differently and some people are very hands on servicing brokers. Mm-hmm. Um so like for example, um my business, we process your claims, we'll do we'll fight for you, we'll do your chronic application and all that jazz. And some people, you know, they sign you up and you never hear from them again. All right. But everyone has a broker linked to their policy. In uh, in theory. In theory, yes. And it doesn't cost you anything. So, for example, if you phoned Discovery or Fed Health or SpectraMed and you signed up directly with them, yeah. they would have run through a needs analysis and a risk assessment with you. Yeah. And then you would have signed the form, okay. right? And you would have paid a thousand rand. Now, I would have come to your house and I would have gone through everything and found a plan for you. And I would be your servicing broker and it would cost you a thousand rand a month. Okay, so sometimes, in your opinion, better to have the middleman. I a hundred of course I'm the broker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a there's a call one of our regular callers uh, is Doctor Doctor Russian Doctor, 
Dr. Kachukokov is uh, is on Very the line. Very excited. Um, I've heard a lot about um, him. Um, good good day. Dr. Seed, how are you? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay and you, Dr. Kachukokov. Oh, it is it is good to speak to you again. Good to speak to you too. I have a question for this uh, dead end. Dead end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, I am not understanding because in my country we try to cure this um, uh, AIDS. You are now giving out free medical AIDS. I don't understand because it is a big health problem where I come from and uh, you need to work very hard to get it. Now you are making people pay you to get the AIDS. It doesn't make sense to me. In uh, Chernobyl, where I come from, we... uh, uh, we work very hard uh, to cure um, some overdose of radiation. But uh, when it comes to AIDS, there are very good ways of getting it. Now, people don't pay for it. I don't understand your country. Dr. Tis, thank you. Good show. Dead end. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much, Dr. Kachukoko. So, All right. so there's a couple of issues here. Firstly, I need to find out whether he's talking about medical aid or actual AIDS, because I know that our, our government Okay, so some people think that. it does the same thing to their bank accounts. Very similar, and it's a slow puncture, and it does decrease your bank account as much as possible. But, you know, if you have the right broker, everything will be fine. All right, so, so <laughs> some light entertainment there from uh, from from our friend uh, who who gives us a shout every now and again with his understanding. Uh, okay, so so we've we've gone on the road of hospital plans. Let's discuss the medical aid side. Uh, you said a medical aid really is all the frilly bits and benefits. Sure, sure. So there are two different schools of thoughts with medical aid. One is the traditional medical aid, which your parents, maybe not your parents, Doctor Witt, but uh, our parents. Um, oh, are we different now? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how it is, see, eh? That is, that is. Mm-hmm. So our parents or our aunts and uncles would have understood. So the traditional medical aids, and there are still some schemes that run like this. Uh, you pay your amount, yeah. and you get for your thousand rand or whatever a month, you get 15 doctor's appointments a month, four physio appointments, three dentist's appointments. You can spend 5,000 rand on medication and all that jazz. So they have a number value. Okay. And what happens with that scheme is that scheme is very open to abuse. All right, because I'm going to use up all 15 of yeah, my doctor appointments. Of course. Because I, I bought them. Yeah, if I have 15 physio appointments and I don't have to pay for them, I'm going for them. Even if I've got nothing wrong with me. Of course. Nice massage at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I can get out the office. Okay. So that those sort of schemes are very open to abuse. And what happens to those schemes and what happens to medical aid in general is that they became very expensive. Because it doesn't matter if I don't use all 15 physio appointments, you do. So you have to be funded. Yeah. Now there's a new way of looking at medical aids, and, and all of us are kind of a fay with it because most of us are on these. And that's the medical aids that have full-on hospital cover, prescribed minimum benefits, and, and chronic cover. And then they have the medical savings. All right. So we've got four components there. Let's sure. just discuss each of them. Separately. Excuse, Excuse me. you. Do you yeah, need, sorry. Do you, are, you, are you on no, a medical aid? Can I'm I sell choking. you something? I'm joking, but don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. Um, right. So someone here knows the harm left maneuver. Huh. Um, so <laughs> prescribed minimum benefits. What sure. is a prescribed minimum benefit? Okay. So the prescribed – can I first, before I go into prescribed minimum benefits, explain to you how um, medical aids actually work at the moment. Okay. Go for it. So you can imagine medical aids as a big triangle. Right? And the bottom base, if you know the Maslow triangle, just imagine the bottom is the base. Right? right. And the bottom base 
is hospital cover, in okay. hospital cover. And then in the little corner of that base, you have prescribed minimum benefits and chronic. Okay. Okay. And it's a plain hospital plan. That is what you've got. Hospital, chronic, prescribed minimum benefits. The chronic is like 26 conditions. So just say you've got a heart problem or a lung problem. Asthma. Sure, asthma. Asthma is a big one. Cardiac problems like hypertension. Um, Diabetes those must sort of be things. Diabetes, definitely. So basically the big 26. Those are chronic conditions that even if you do have a hospital plan, the, the scheme will cover that day-to-day mm-hmm. for you because the government has made that allowance and has okay. the scheme. So they have to, to cover it. Of course. They have to cover it according to their formula, formulary. Okay. So if you're on, I don't know, some some drug, mm-hmm. and um, they they want you to be on a different drug, mm-hmm. they will pay for the different drug, not that drug. Okay. So okay. They, they'll say to you, we don't like drug A, it's not on our formulary. Sure. We'll pay for drug B. Sure. Then you get something that's known as prescribed minimum benefits. And this is the big buzzword in medical aids at the moment. And this is actually the reason, or one of the reasons, why medical aids are so expensive in this country at the moment, mm. because of PMBs. So what happened was the government put in a list of conditions. So I hope everyone's listening to this. The government is responsible for all ills in the world. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to point it out. Okay? Anyway, carry on. Don't, the government, get, don't get me started. We, gov- we had this discussion. <laughs> yes, the government. So the government has said that we as people have the right to treatment. And there is a list of treatment that we have the right to get. Okay. So there's about 26 chronic conditions that fall, fall under PMB, which include things like psych disorders, cancers, cardiac problems, things like Trauma that. as well. Trauma, definitely. And then they have a list of about almost 300 at the moment. It's sitting on about 260 conditions okay. that the scheme has to pay no matter what. Okay. So if I'm on the lowest possible hospital plan I can find, yes. I pay 500 rand a month, and I end up getting a cancer that's on the prescribed minimum benefit, and it ends up costing the medical aid 50 million rand, Sorry tough luck, for them. they have to pay the Sorry 50 million. Sorry for them. They do have to pay for them. And the thing is, there are also ways that the scheme can safeguard themselves because, the again, it works on formularies, right? Okay. There's treatment regimes. So just say, for example, um, I've got a whole lot of reading material that I can give you and you can tweet it. Yeah. Um, you have a cardiac problem and you're in um, a waiting period for cardiac, but it falls under the prescribed minimum benefit. This treatment A is on the formulary. They will pay for it. However, they have the right to send you to a DSP, which is a designated service provider. So so not only do they tell you you have to take X drug, they also tell you you have to see Y doctor. Sure. Who you hope it's not Dr. Kachakokov. Yes. Well, we hope it's not him because, you know, I read something interesting about um, Chernobyl the other day in the trees there, and if he's there, I, I have a problem. Um, but, yeah, they will tell you where they need you to go. If you cannot go there, there is an allowance that you can go somewhere else. Okay. All right. So these prescribed minimum benefits are, you say, are killing the medical aids. Because yes. uh, basically people are paying the minimum amount and then claiming for the prescribed minimum sure, benefit, sure. which is very costly. So things like tuberculosis treatment is extre- extremely, extremely, extremely long and mm-hmm. expensive. Yep. Then we're talking about things like HIV. So HIV treatment is… HIV is a prescribed minimum benefit? Yes. Wow. Okay. And cancers. I know about the cancer. Yeah. HIV is a prescribed minimum benefit and it's something that you don't need to disclose to your medical aid when you apply. Right, so essentially you can jimmy the system. Essentially. 
Okay, so carry on. <laughs> so let's let's use HIV as the example. Someone, uh, someone, someone. Then uh, we don't want to use HIV as the example. No, or? no, no. We can we can use it. Is it is it is it a big uh, it bit, is, bit controversial? No, no, no. It's 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 probably a very good one because it's very expensive. Okay. Um. And long term. And long term, yeah. definitely. And the person um who just say um, member A joins Discovery or yeah. Fed Health or Spectrumed, they have a three month waiting period. They've never been on a medical aid before, right? Yeah. After three months, they can claim. All right. So three months later, they then come forward and they go, I have HIV. Uh, I have a low CD4 count, which requires me to uh, get treatment. And basically, they then tell the medical aid, I want treatment. Medical aid will say, look, you can't have treatment A, you can have treatment B. And you can't go to Dr. C, you must go to Dr. D. But at the end of the day, they will get treatment. Sure. And they can get a whole lot of reading material on it. They can get counseling for it. There's actually a, a whole most, – most of the medical aids at the moment have an entire HIV or P, and a PMB uh, pool that they get their own person who deals with it. And they get, they're managed as an HIV patient through the medical aid and with the doctors. Okay. So they get treating, the treatment regimes and everything, and they will get it they will get them for as long as they need them. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, I mean, we used HIV as an example, but sure. that applies to any prescribing. Yeah, so benefits. like, for example, um, polycystic ovaries. Yeah. Um, that is something that is covered as a prescribed minimum benefits. And it doesn't matter what plan you're on. You can access that PMB and it won't affect. The thing with PMBs is it won't affect your day to day. So, for example, if you're on an HIV medication that's going to cost 500 rand a month, it's yeah. not going to touch your medical savings. Yeah. It comes right. out so of PMB. We still need to get to medical savings. So, so we've started off and we've said, all right, medical aids are all these components. So the bottom well, you of say the, they're evil. The bottom, of, the bottom of the triangle. Well, my only comment on medical aids is, is, is the way they used to run. We were talking about our parents. Sure. Was it was kind of a socialist, borderline communist system where everyone puts in 10 rand every month. Uh, and uh, you've got 10 people putting in 10 rand, um, and that gives you 100 rand a month, and when person one needs something, the scheme pays out. Uh, nobody earns money out of that. That's the important thing to point out, and it is very vulnerable because if a lot of people start claiming, the scheme doesn't have solvency and it collapses. Sure. So that's a problem with that. The the new way things run um, is medical, from our perspective, is medical aids uh, now are listed companies, many of them, which means the truth is that you as the patient don't come first. The shareholder comes first because that's how listed companies work. Uh, and so that's, that's, that, that's just my bugbear sometimes with them. But I tell you what, let's not get into the arguments about <laughs> that, that for the time being. Let's get, let's, uh, continue talking because we're on the bottom of this pyramid and sure. we've, uh, that's your hospital benefit, which you get a PMB and a chronic benefit. Sure. So I think, sure. I think we've covered those. What's next? Right. Then you get the medical savings, okay. right? And how people people forget how medical savings works, and medical savings is your money. I don't know if money. I understand in the first place. Right. So medical savings is actually your money. So let's use that arbitrary amount of a thousand rand a month. Your thousand rand a month is for your hospital, is for your hospital, your PMB, and your chronic illness benefit. Okay, this is on our medical aid. Sure, on our medical aid. Then on top of that, so like your saver plans. On top of that, you get your medical savings, and then you'll pay one thousand four hundred rand a month. Okay. Everybody with me? Yeah. And that additional 400 rand yeah. goes to your day-to-day benefits. Okay, and it goes into an account and you'll have 4,800 rand Yes, in and account. you get that up front in January 1st. Mm, absolutely. And right. what I tell my clients every single time I sell something is that the medical savings is your money. 
Because the most common statements I hear from clients is the medical aid will pay. Well, actually, you're, you're contributing. Yeah. It's your payment. So once your medical savings is depleted, so that is depleted. It depends what plan you're on. Sometimes that's that for the year. Yeah. And then you have that dreaded self-payment gap. Yeah. So now, so can I just, because this is an interesting concept. Sure. If the medical savings is your money, and then when you run out of the medical savings, which mm-hmm. is your money, yeah. and you're in the self-payment gap, you then have to use your money again. Yeah. So when are you ever using the medical <laughs> aid's money? When you get into the next level of the triangle. Okay. All right. So let's not get to the next level. Okay. Yeah? Let's, <laughs> let's talk about self-payment gaps then. So sure. you've, uh, you get... You 400 rand a month goes into medical savings. Sure. You get that upfront beginning of the year, yeah. 4,800 rand. Yeah. Uh, you use it a lot. You go, decide to go to the dentist and the optometrist and who knows where else. Sure. Uh, January, February, March. And, uh, and you end up using your 4,800 rand gone. Sure. Right. Now what? Well, it depends what plan you're on. Okay. So if you're on, so, so if you imagine hospital plans, the, the hospital plan would be the bottom tier. Your savings would be your middle tier. Mm. And then your, your plans, like your comprehensive, your executive plans, all come in the next tier, the third tier. Mm-hmm. So if you're on your saver plan and all you have access to is medical savings and it's finished, it's finished. Okay. Um, and then you just have to pay. And then you have to pay, yes. For the rest so then, of the year. So then effectively you've reverted back into a hospital plan. Okay, so it'll cover you if you get admitted, but it doesn't cover anything else. And is that for the remainder of the year? For the remainder of the year, the sure. calendar year. The thing is, is some pl- um, some medical schemes have put in extra safeguards for you. So you've depleted your medical savings. Depending on what plan you're on, you may get between two and five doctor consultations mm. and basic x-rays and things like that. Sure. So it really depends on what plan you're on. And, 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 and there's, if there's something that I need to stress, it's choosing the right plan for you, for your budget and for your needs. And sometimes your needs exceed your budget. And, and we need to find you that middle ground. And if you're finding that you're running out of savings in April every year, you're on the wrong plan. Okay. You're on the wrong plan or you're not managing it correctly. I think a lot of people might be able to say that, that they ran out of savings, certainly by July. Sure. Uh, I see it quite commonly with patients I see who sure. run, who've run out of savings by July. Um, I tell you what, can we, can we pause it there? Cause I'm sure we're going to talk about gap covers and things. Okay. Um, let's take a break. Uh, if you want to call in in the meantime, ask any questions, the telephone number 0861-555-189. Uh, hit us up on Twitter or on WeChat.
Radio.com. Right, and we're back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that song. Diane didn't. She was moaning <laughs> about it during the break. And uh, apparently it's been requested. So uh, she just wants to tell whoever requested it, you have very, very poor taste. And perhaps you need to ask your medical aid for cochlear implants. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, I'm not sure if those are covered. They are covered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are covered on every single plan. Oh, good. Um, right, so making deaf people here again. Yes. Oh, the medical aids are such heroes. <laughs> Uh, right, so let's get back to it. So we 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 discussed the bottom tier, uh, which was uh, all about hospital uh, hospital cover, uh, included chronic, included included the prescribed minimum benefits, so the things the medical aids have to cover, the 26 chronic conditions that they are required to cover. Uh, we then went and spoke about medical savings, which is this money you get up front, beginning of the year. Uh, it's actually your money, not the medical aids money. They actually built it into the cost of your medical aid. And once your medical savings is over, on certain plans, you're kind of, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're done for the year mm-hmm. unless you get hospitalized. Uh, and on other plans, they've kind of put things in place. Let's talk about uh, the idea of this gap cover. Okay. So gap cover, we, we're jumping around a little bit because, and this is the misconception with gap cover. Gap cover, nine out of ten times, only covers you when you are in hospital. Oh, All okay. Right. So it doesn't cover your day-to-day benefits. Because right. then you'd be dual in, duly insured, and that's illegal. So you can't belong to two medical aids at once, and you can't have two policies that cover the same thing. Because then where would you claim from, and why? You can't belong to two medical aids at once. No. Wow. Okay. And so, why would you anyway? That would well, cost you no, an arm I'm and just, a leg. No, uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to know that it's uh, it's it's illegal. I I know the idea of double insurance being illegal. Mm-hmm. I just think it's an interesting concept. Obviously. Uh, Protect everyone. The idea is sure. So basically, what happens is, is because you you can't be insured with two medical aids at the same time, you can't play one off the other. Okay. And also, it allows you to get the full spectrum of care from one and and not yeah half. Do and you know half what I'm saying? Split. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So the, the, this gap cover. So so if someone has exhausted their medical savings by anything that's done outside of a hospital. Yes. Which is only what medical savings is for. All the stuff outside of a hospital. Yes. So gap cover, then if you're thinking gap cover to try and uh, and cover those expenses, those day-to-day expenses, it doesn't do that. No. All right. No. So it's it's for what's going to go missing in hospital. Now, what's sure. going to go missing in hospital? Okay. So we're going to go back to the government again. Okay. Right. The government's oh, those, and our good friends. Those, those, those people. bastards. <laughs> um, you said it, not me. So the government has said for a... Um, I'm going to use arbitrary figures, but for a knee replacement, the doctor needs to be reimbursed 100 rand. Everybody with me? Um, yeah, okay. okay. And dis- Discovery Fed Health, I always start with Discovery. I feel like I'm biased. I'm sorry. Um, I th- think you are biased. I am biased. Let's tell okay. all the others. Liberty, <laughs> Fed Health, Spectrum, and who else is there? No, I We've can't. mentioned so many names. I mean, you know, well, we might as well give him all a bit of a punch, you know. <laughs> there there it's are not, many. It's a shame. They're poor. The medical aides, you know, they suffer. You know, it's not like the CEO has, is on his 24th Porsche. Huh? <laughs> anyway, all right, carry on. That's besides the point. I used to work for Discovery. Careful what you say. <laughs> um, so, um, where was I? Oh, you're yes, on the fact rand, that you biased. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, and I'm biased. <laughs> so, so, for your knee replacement, you'd have to pay the doctor and the anesthetist 100 bucks. Okay. So the medical aid looks at it and they say, fine, we need to work out a tariff. Okay. All right? And they can pay 100 bucks, they can pay 150 bucks, they can pay 200 bucks. It's completely up to them. Okay. And that becomes the medical aid rate. 
You've all mm. heard of medical aid yeah. rates. So what they will pay the doctor, basically. Good. It can't be less than what the government has stipulated, okay. uh, but it can be whatever more. Okay, because the doctors often charge much more than what the government Sure, and that's where gap cover comes in. Okay. So, for example, if you are on a medical aid that only pays 100% the rate, they will only pay the doctor 100 okay, rand. So let's explain this in 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 because I, I know maths is not the strong point of many people. Especially me. We know um, this. So don't tell people that to try to sell <laughs> I have a calculator. stuff involves money. Um, so basically, if the government says we will pay a hundred rand for procedure X, then if they if the medical aid says they only pay a hundred percent, they will pay one hundred rand. One hundred. If the doctor then charges you two hundred rand, which would be two hundred percent, right? Then you will, are going to get caught having to pay the one hundred rand shortfall. Yes. Great. Okay. So now you sell this product called Gap Cover, which. Which covers a magnitude of things. Okay. All right. One is it will increase the amount you can it will it will pay the doctor your shortfall. Okay. So that hundred rand it'll pay them. Yes. Great. And sometimes it, it will pay up to five times the medical aid rate depending on what you take. Okay, so really expensive doctors. Yes. You know, us bastards. Those bastards. Yeah. You know, government sp- and particularly, us, particularly anaesthetists. Anaesthetists and government, same level for me. <laughs> right. So, Love anaesthetists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't you? Aren't you studying anaesthetics? Anaesthetics? No, I might go that way. Let's not talk about me. Right. Right. (laughs) Then the gap cover has also found other gaps in the market. So, for example, some medical aids Mm. have co-payments. We've all heard of co-payments. We all hate them. Yeah. So, explain a co-payment. So, a co-payment are you go to hospital for a scope. Scopes have across the board. Have co-payments. You go to you go to hospital for a scope, and you have to pay three thousand one hundred rand upfront, okay. and the medical aid will, pa- will pay cover the rest, the rest or two thousand okay, so eight hundred rand or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And on certain procedures, you will have co-payments. Okay. So, and a trade-off for a co-payment is a lower premium. Oh, all right. So it's uh, similar to car insurance in that way. Then uh, the the higher the, the higher the premium I pay, the less excess I'll pay. The lower the premium I pay, the more excess. Yeah, I know theoretically, it's, I know that's accident. very simplified, yes. but uh, but but yeah. that's essentially. So, the so a trade-off for a lower premium would be a co-payment. Okay. And the gap covers will cover that co-payment. Sure. Sure. So you don't have to find that three thousand one hundred rand, or right. some of them eleven thousand, twelve thousand rand. All right. right. But now. So that's essentially what gap cover does. What else? There's more. So, oh, there's more. But, but wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> right. So so one thing that it also can do is it can increase limits. So okay. for example, in order now, as you've well said, medical schemes are businesses, right? But I just want to defend them a little bit here. Okay, okay? go for it. Because you get twelve seconds. Go. Twelve seconds. Okay. Well, the thing is, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so it is still that sort of communist or socialist system. I pay my hundred rand. You pay my hundred rand. You pay your hundred rand, and we all put it in the pool. Yeah. Right. But now I've lost my train of thought. They're not. They're not bastards because. Oh. <laughs> because they 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 are businesses and they do need to they do need to act like businesses, but and we're all paying money in. And I'm trying to find your train, gone. but it's I have gone. to be honest. It's, it's like an invisible I'm sorry, train. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, right, was, we'll that get, was bad. We'll, we'll, highway to hell. <laughs> we'll gone. get back there. But it, just tell gone. us more about the, the sort of gaps. All right. Okay, so you said so, there's more. Oh, yes. That's right. Oh, so, we found the <laughs> There train. we go. We found me. Okay. So in certain things, you actually have limits. So for example, um, you have, like we were discussing, the biological and cancer drugs yeah. limits. Right? And the, the, the scheme has put it in there in order to make sure that they are solvent. So... You can get your cancer treatment, and everybody else can get their other treatment. Okay. So there's there's my little punt there. Okay. And so what gap cover also does is it increases dread disease cover. 
So instead of you having 100,000 rand, you may have 200,000 rand or 400,000 rand or 500,000 rand. Okay, which will get paid when you have, say, the dreaded disease, whatever that happens to be. Um, And also, sorry, just on that point, which is that uh, (laughs) medical aid to to function, to operate, the government requires a certain percentage of solvency. Yeah, 25% solvency. Mm, So, which not all of them run at, by the way. It's actually very difficult to run at 25% solvency. And it's all about balance. And um, what happened was, is a couple of years ago, the the medical aid could pick and choose. So, for example, if I went to the medical aid and I had a cardiac condition, they could say, no, we don't want you. You're above 40 and you've got a cardiac condition. Go find somewhere yeah, else and self-fund. too much money. 100%. Now what's happened is we've got this thing called anti-selection. And the government has said you have to accept everyone. Doesn't no matter, matter what's wrong with race, you. Even if they're age, ugly. Even if they're ugly. You know? Damn it. <laughs> even if they're ugly, even if they're dwarf, even if they're 95 years old and going to cost you a, bit, a gazillion bucks. And that's why the medical, one of the reasons why the medical aid had to put limits in. Okay. All right, so a, a lot of it, uh, it kind of is, uh, you know, uh, action and, and, and reaction. Sure. You know, it's uh, sure. government and changes the rules or the goalposts <laughs> a bit, and, and, and as businesses, the medical aids react so that they stay in business. And as much as you, everybody feels they are being abused by their medical aid and feeling like they get nothing out, I can see your producer here next to me nodding and smiling. Don't call the, him a producer. He's the controller. The oh, producer gets sorry, sorry. Are you, are you just the button jockey? <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Sorry, my mistake. Um, you know, the, the medical aids actually get abused horrendously. Horrendously. Okay. So, for example, yeah. there was a guy two years ago. I don't know. For those of you that are on Discovery, you all would have noticed, if you pay attention, that there is um, now a limit of allied health services like physios and things like that. Yeah. And bios Physio, and all that Physio, sure. occupational therapist. So now there's a limit per person and per family because there was some guy, some genius, because he is a genius, let's put it out there, who was using his biokineticist as a personal trainer three times a week, billing Discovery, and Discovery had to pay out something ridiculous like 175,000 rand that year to his bio for personal training. Okay, so they they clamped down on that. He is a bit of a genius, let's be honest. I would never have thought um, of that, would you? N- no, look, I, I'm not quite fraudulent in the way <laughs> I think, but uh, <laughs> maybe I should start. You know, I, actually, I could have learned some stuff in Nigeria. But aren't you a what doctor? A missed opportunity. Whoa! <laughs> so you're now going to tell us that doctors also defraud medical aids? Indeed. But so do people. Yeah. So, people right, are doctors, so, I suppose. So uh, in doc- doctors on people, we're better than <laughs> um, so. Do you know the difference between God and doctors? Hey, yeah, God doesn't think he's a doctor. As long as you're on the um, same page. Right. So, so all right. So let's get back to, we've discussed, uh, I think we've sort of nailed the topic of gap cover. Let's get back to this pyramid because we've got at the bottom, I'm just going to summarize the hospital, the PMB, the chronics. Then we've got the <laughs> medical aids, uh, sorry, the uh, medical savings. Uh, and obviously the gap cover that that goes not on medical savings actually, but on your on your hospital cover itself. Sure, an additional insurance, like Absolutely. an excess cover. And then what comes up next? Okay, so next is your self-payment gap. And I'm sure whoever's listening in their car has now driven over the pedestrian in front of them in absolute fury. And the self-payment gap, depending on what plan you're on, can be very big and can be very small, and yeah. can be non-existent. Yeah. All right. And so basically, what the scheme does is it's a way to protect themselves. And you finished your 4,800 rand or whatever medical savings. Then you have an, a rand amount that you need to pay through. Mm. And then you get to this amazing place. And this amazing place is like utopia for sick people. And it's called <laughs> the above threshold benefit. 
Okay, so or safety net, depending on which medical. So let's scheme take random at. figures. We said that 400 rand a month. We said 4,800 in savings. Let's say you blow through it. We gave the example of someone blowing through it by March. I've so done that. So come the end of March, they now theoretically are in the not theoretically they are in their self-payment gap. Yes. All right. Now the medical aid will say to them, you need to spend of your own money. Yes. A further, let's take an arbitrary figure, 10,000 rand. Yes, it's you harsh, eh? Is that a, that's a large self-payment gap. That would be for a family of four. Okay, but I think, uh, you know, um, we obviously have a broad listenership, um, some of whom aren't calling me for some reason. Um, phone, people, 08, phone. 08 <laughs> um, but uh, if you have any questions. But we have a broad listenership. Let's assume we've got a family of four. Uh, 10,000 rand is a self-payment gap. So they now go and they get all this medical cover, medical services for 10,000 rand. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they they pay that out of their own pocket. And submit, submit, submit. Everything yes. that looks have, vaguely medical, you yeah. submit to the scheme. They have to prove to the scheme that they've spent that 10000 Yes. When the scheme is convinced that they've spent the 10000 mm-hmm. let's say they're a very sick family. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're all on the LCHF diet. And by July... <laughs> now, now, right, Dr. Witt. Now, now. By July, they are, they are, they've spent that 10000 So they blew through their savings by March. By the end of July, so beginning of August, they've now paid off their self-payment gap. What sure. then? Then depending on what plan they're on, <laughs> sorry, there's a there's a crisis in studio here. I think uh, somebody may need a knee replacement. Um, then depending on what plan they're on, they get to the above threshold benefit. Okay. And what the above threshold benefit is, is your safety net. So you've had a very bad year. You've been very sick. Mm. You've had to have a lot of personal training sessions with your bio. Mm. And what happens is, is the scheme has created this utopia so to speak, where they will now cover all of your day-to-day benefits up to the discovery or spectrum ed or fed health rate. Okay, or liberty. Or liberty. Liberty is different. Okay, all right. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm throwing names in. You you are, and liberty liberty is different, um, as is prof med. Okay, all right. So, yeah. And then um, depending on what plan you're on, some of the above threshold benefits are limited and some of them are unlimited. Right, so you can effectively, on some of them, you can, on certain things, you can spend as much as you like. Sure. Right. But you, but I just want to re-emphasize that the above threshold benefits and the medical savings has nothing to do with the hospital plan, right? Okay. If you finish your 4,800 rand on the 2nd of January, yeah. you still have unlimited, depending on what plan you're on, cover for the rest of the year, for as long as you're paying your premium. All right, so is that the pyramid of medical aid? Have yes. We, we've been through it now. Yes. Okay, so... Now the big question is really, what should I be on? Should I be on a hospital plan? Should I be on a medical aid? And I know you're going to tell me, well, it depends on the person. But uh, let's give me examples of the type of people who you would sure. recommend the hospital so, plan for. So we were talking about low-income groups, and we're going to talk about low-income groups first because a lot of people feel that because they don't earn tens of thousands oh, so rand a month. I said medical aid can be is unaffordable to most people in the country, and you said, well, that's not necessarily sure. true. You shook your head. So a lot of the medical aids have realized that there is a huge group of people that need medical cover and do not earn huge amounts of money. Okay. So they've actually created lower-income group schemes. All right. Right. So, for example, um, the, the Fed Health has the Blue Door yeah. and Discovery has Key Care. Yeah, Key Care. So... And these are all worked on income brackets. So, for example, I have a discovery brochure here, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So, if you want a I hospital plan. I hope you're listening, plan, Jonathan Bloomberg. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a hospital plan on the key care core, right, and you earn less than 6,500 rand a month, hmm. it'll cost you 556 rand. Okay. 
which is unlimited hospitalization. All right. And when you say unlimited, if I get admitted, <coughs> whatever can, I'm admitted for is covered. As long as it doesn't fall under an exclusion. But And they, they will tell me what those are up front. 100%. Okay. All right. Good. Fine. Okay. So you can't go and have your boobs done. Or your knee replacement probably either. No. Mm, joint replacements. Joint replacements are Joint replacements are exclusions on key care. Yes. No, no, no 100%. Sure. But it's, it, I think what people really want is they want to know up front what their medical aid is going to tell them. No, for that way they don't get upset. And, and should, you, should you have a decent broker, they will sit down with you and they'll do a risk assessment and say, how much can you afford? Right. You can afford 600 rand a month. Key care will work for you. However, be advised that these are the exclusions, A, B, C, D. Yeah. Are you happy, yes or no? And the Financial Services Board is hugely, hugely stringent on that. Okay. So if I had to sell you a plan, a, a key care plan, and yeah. I never told you what the exclusions are, I could have a massive fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the key care, the key care core is, is really geared for people who are not well and do need a hospital plan and that would be 556 rand a month. And that covers chronic conditions and unlimited hospital. So if you are very, very sick, you've got a very bad pneumonia, and you're in hospital for three weeks, they pay. Covered. Sure. All right. So so there is something for the lower, as we call it, sure. the lower income group. And then there's network hospitals that key care works with. Yeah, and you have to go to specific hospitals. Sure. There's network doctors as well. 100%. Specific doctors, specific hospitals, and you also have to take specific drugs. And for, Yeah. And for example, the key care plus plan, is a great plan, and I sell it quite often. And it is unlimited hospital and unlimited day-to-day benefits at your GP. So, the and, and generally the GPs on the network are dispensing doctors. So you go to your GP, the, um, the medical aid pays for it completely, and you get medication there, and that gets paid immediately from your, so your, 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 your GP. It'll be a bit more expensive, I would imagine. Sure. So, for example, um, the Kike Plus plan, if you earn up to 6,650 uh, rand, it's 695 rand for you a month. Okay, so 700 rand a month, then basically most of your medical stuff, provided you average sort of guy or girl, uh, is covered. But remember, it's income-based. So if you're earning 20 grand, They're it's gonna not going to be more. as cheap. Yeah, no, absolutely, sure. absolutely. All right, so I think that's... That's quite fair. I just uh, while we're on this this topic, uh, someone uh, just tweeted me saying uh, <coughs> saying that uh, somebody's listening to us. Uh, somebody's listening. Terrifying thought. Oh my god. Um. So apparently there's a big market. They think for what they say. I can't dispute it. Uh, for medical insurance, they mean they they've given examples of one plan or affinity. Um. I don't want to get into too much of a conversation on that because we're running out of time. Sure. Uh, just sure. just quick comment okay. on that. I knew that this was going to be a question, and I think you need to be very careful. Yeah. When it comes to things like medical insurance, they look great. They look cheap. There's a reason. Yeah, they've mentioned that they're a lot cheaper. 259 rand a month, okay. right? But no, here's a lot cheaper. Here's the, here's the kicker. Yeah. It's limited. So, for example, I'm not going to mention names, but one of those plans that you've mentioned, yeah. you get 500,000 rand hospitalization for your family for the year. Okay. And I can tell you that you can burn through that money. In three days. Yeah, if you're sick enough. And on top of that, medical insurance, right, has massive excesses, between tw- between 10 and 50% excesses. So, for example, if you had to go into hospital on a one plan or on a on – I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I don't yeah. sell them, right? Yeah. So, on hospital insurance, you actually pay a portion of the bill. So just say you go in for a 50 grand operation and you have a 20% excess. That's yeah. a lot of money. That's 10,000 rand. Where does that come from? Yeah. And 
if you choose to take out medical insurance, mm. you, you leave your medical aid and you choose to take out medical insurance and then you want to go back to your medical aid, you'll have late journal penalties, you'll have waiting periods. It's You, you need to make a very clear and, and, and um, informed decision. Informed decision. Yeah. Okay, so there, there, there are those, those options out there, but uh, just make sure you know exactly what you are and aren't covered for. I think certainly something coming out is that people are not aware of what healthcare actually costs. Yeah. So when Usually. I tell you that you can have this package and it's nice and cheap and it pays for half a million rands worth of cover, I don't think people realize how quickly half a million rands of cover disappears. Two weeks in ICU, 750,000 rand. Yeah. Okay. And that's, uh, I actually think two weeks in ICU at 750 is a bargain. <laughs> uh, all right. So, right. Let's, let's, uh, so let's get, let's move a little bit away from that. Let's talk. So we've spoken about the lower income groups. What about the guy who actually has a bit of cash? Uh, How much cash? Oh, let's say, <laughs> let's say your your guys who are earning in the region of 10 to, to 20 a month, sure. um, and they say, look, I, I can actually probably, I don't need to go on the key care type side of things. Sure, I can sure. I can afford a little bit more. Do I go with a hospital plan, a bit of a fancier hospital plan, if there is such a thing? Okay, so you need to, there are, there are such things. Okay. Okay, so you need to ask yourself, if I get really, really sick, yeah. right? Will I be able to afford the doctor's bills, the x-rays, the blood tests? And will I have that? And I always say to my clients, will you have that money on the 24th of the month? Yeah. Because if you get sick on the 24th of the month and you don't have a medical aid, so to speak, and just Most a hospital plan. people don't plan, have fish paste on the 24th of the month. <laughs> yeah. Never mind toothpaste. Um, so if you, if you cannot afford that money in that layout, then you should probably look at a medical aid. Okay. All right, so so it's it's essentially that comes down to what your medical requirements are likely to be, and once but maybe also a bit of covering your ass. Sure, you need to cover your ass, and you need to make sure that you're on the right plan. And you know, you can you can put people in brackets. So for example, unfortunately, grannies come to me and they say to me, "Look, I don't have a lot of money." Yeah. And you say, "But these are your needs. Like you need to either find the money, or I actually probably won't sell you anything." Because what I'm going to sell you will not cover you. So, so for, for so you will rather say to them, look, it's not. I'm not going to rip you off and sell you a package which actually won't cover anything. An honest you need. broker. No, it's uh, look. Uh, uh, she's going to burst into flames just now <laughs> um, because it can't possibly be true. But but uh, but all right. So 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 as a, as a general, yeah. younger people, so people in um, that don't have families, we generally say find hospital plan or savings a, a saver. Something okay. that's cheaper got a, medical aid. Yeah, something that's got a little bit of something. Okay. The moment you pop out a sprog and you decide that it's time to breed, which, you know, I have my own opinions on that, yeah. um, I recommend Well, I mean, something, it comes with psychosis, yeah? <coughs> parasitic behavior and all that jazz. Um, you do need something that has a slightly higher um, remuneration base and a slightly higher medical savings because the kids get sick. And a pediatrician is not cheap. And you get sick. And I mean, once sick. you sort of, uh, you know, over the hill, once you're over 30, it's all, it's all downhill. <laughs> oh, eh? God, you would know. So then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the older you get, obviously, the more cover you need. Sure. And unfortunately, sometimes the, the older you get, the more, less money you have. So it's kind of disproportionate mm. in, the, in the development. All right. So, so obviously, the medical aids get quite, uh, quite extensive and you can, <laughs> you can get to sort of very Sorry. sort of top plans. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, where you're paying sort of thousands of rands a month. Yeah. I mean, for example, the, the top plan at the moment on Discovery is, is the executive plan. And um, it's it's basically an unlimited So when you need to go to a hospital, they fly you there on a private jet. Pretty much. And you can have uh, 
you can have private rooms and your self-payment gap is nothing and there's no co-payments. And um, you're looking at about 4,100 rand per person a month. Okay, so family of four, about 16 grand for medical aid. No, no, no. So the the main member and the adults are four one each and then children are seven seventy eight. Oh, okay. Children are such a bargain, man. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you look at paying about ten grand a month, but I think the important message there is, it's not like uh, it's not like buying cars. You're not trying to get yourself up to the best possible no, level. No, you pick you, what suits you. You pick what suits you and will work for you. And yes. many of the cheaper options will actually be fine. Yes, and and you know you just need to understand when you're buying a medical aid or when you're moving or when you have a problem, you need to go to somebody who knows. And somebody who's going to be honest with you. Like, for example, if you have a chronic condition mm. that's not covered on the first three plans, somebody needs to tell you. Yeah. Because then you're right buying point. something that's not right. All right. So we, we, we're coming up to the end of the show. But uh, I think an uh, important message that's come through all of this, obviously, thank you for explaining everything to us. Pleasure. But an important message that's come through is uh, to, in your opinion, definitely find a broker. Definitely. Uh, find a broker. Find someone you trust. Mm. Someone who's going to be honest. Uh, we'll give you a bit of a punch. So if you want to <laughs> get hold of Diane, uh, then uh, you can find her on Twitter at underscore Diane underscore Silver. But that's a mission. <laughs> Do we have a telephone number you want to give out? Um, you could give me a call at my office. It's 011-640-7558. Okay. And uh, thanks so much uh, to Diane for coming in to uh, discussing all the medical aid side of things with us. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And uh, just before we go, next week we're back uh, to normal programming. We'll have uh, the health news to start off the show. Uh, I'll let you know what the topic is. I'm working on some guests for next week. Uh, people are being a bit non-committal. And it might be of interest to some of you that uh, the Tim Noakes debate with myself is going ahead. I don't have final dates or details yet, but it's coming. Uh, Tim uh, wants to debate me. Uh, God knows why. I'll be uh, selling I, foam I, I fingers at the have... door. I seem to have upset the LCHF lobby, and uh, should be should be a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Uh, you can download the podcast, and we'll catch you next week.